If you are looking for even more help and guidance on your breakup, I have a few different options for you to take your healing to the next level. I have four different online courses depending on what stage of the breakup that you're in from beginning all the way into moving on after heartbreak, or you can bundle all of my courses together and use the code podcast to get $25 off my course bundle. I also have my 30 day no contact challenge to help hold you accountable in going no contact with your ex. And we have our free Facebook group, Healing Hearts Club, where you can connect with other people going through breakups all over the world. To learn more about any of these resources, head to the show notes where you can learn more about my courses, take the quiz to figure out which course is best for you, or join the Facebook group. And don't forget to use the code PODCAST to get $25 off my course bundle. Welcome to the Heal Your Heartbreak podcast with your host, Breakup Bestie, aka me, Kendra. Breakups are hard, but you don't have to do it alone. Each week, I will be taking you through a different topic as it relates to breaking up, healing from heartbreak, growing in your single life, dating, and getting back into happier and healthier relationships. The goal of this show is to provide support, hope, tips, and to remind you that above all, this too shall pass. Welcome to another episode of the Heal Your Heartbreak podcast. And today is another expert interview. I am interviewing Ramona Sidlow today, who if you follow me on Instagram, you might remember when I was in Hawaii, I shared on my stories how a girlfriend of mine from California had mentioned, you have to meet my friend Ramona. She lives in Hawaii. I don't know if she's anywhere near you, but you just have to meet her. She's a healer and she's incredible. So I reached out to her and it turned out we were a couple miles apart. So we got together for coffee. I got to learn about her journey she did an energy healing session on me and then I've been since then I've been to one of her new moon ceremonies as well as done a birth chart reading with her and Ramona is a self-love advocate. She's an energy healer, a meditation teacher and an astrologer. She just has an incredible story of working in, high up in marketing for Spotify, traveling the world, and she ended up leaving a really long-term relationship, left her job, and moved to Hawaii to become a healer, which I think is is just so special. And I wanted to bring Ramona on here to talk a, about astrology. Uh, it's something that I've always known about, of course. I think we're all familiar with our zodiac sign, but We talk in this episode about how astrology and how your birth chart can be another source of information for you to learn about yourself. And I think that's the key in going through a breakup is to learn about yourself and then learn how you can heal yourself. And that's why I bring on so many different unique experts is because I want to give you that full spectrum look at you. So we talk about what is a birth chart, what is your sun sign, your moon sign, your rising sign. Does zodiac have anything to does astrology have anything to do with compatibility in relationships? What kind of rituals can we do at the full moon and the new moon? I ask her what the heck Mercury in retrograde is. So it's a really interesting episode. And I would urge you if you t- I would urge you to set aside any preconceived notions that you have about astrology. If you might think it's too woo-woo for you, set those aside. Listen with an open mind. Essentially is what she shares with us is that this is another way that we behave as humans and it's another way – it's another data source of how we can operate in this world. So without further ado, here is Ramona Sidlow. Welcome, Ramona, to the Heal Your Heartbreak podcast. I'm so excited to have you on and chat with you. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for letting me share the space with you and inviting me on. Yes. And it's, I uh, had posted about it the other day, just getting feedback for questions, and people were so excited. They're like, this is something I've always wanted to know about, but I don't know where to go to get the answers. So, such a needed topic. Um, And I would love, 
I know your story, but I would love if you could, you know, kind of share your story of what led you to be where you are today and what you do. First, well, believe it or not, it was heartbreak. Um, so it is, I definitely could have used you, um, a couple of years ago. So, um, to make a very beautiful, long story short, um, I was living in Los Angeles, spending a lot of my time between New York and LA and traveling the world. I was the, on the global marketing team at Spotify, working my dream job, living my dream life, having the time of my life. Um, and simultaneously, I was going through a breakup with someone that I had spent a good part of my time with. Um, I think when it was all said and done, Zach and I probably at some point, whether we were together or not, it was about a decade of that through the togetherness, through the breakup, through all that stuff. Um, and as I was running around the world, doing all these really grand things, um, I was really sad. I was really depressed. I was really disconnected spiritually, um, mentally, physically, spiritually. I just was experiencing what they call a dark night of the soul, which is where you're really just kind of out to lunch, you know? And um, I decided to make the decision to take a mental health break and move to Hawaii. Now, I had been coming here on vacation and this was always a place, but at the end of the day, I'm like a New Yorker. I spent most of my life in New York City, that's New York or nowhere. How in the world I was gonna get to Hawaii and come here and thrive here was beyond me. So um, I ended up taking a big risk because I, I really needed to come to a place to heal. I needed to really figure out how I was gonna have, get my life back, get myself back, get me back. And um, it didn't matter that I had this dream job if I showed up every day sad and miserable and triggered and distracted. So I ended up in Oahu. I live in, in Haleiwa in the North shore of Oahu. Um, and when I got here, I blindly signed up for this healing school because a very good friend of mine was a teacher and I didn't feel like telling her no. So I kind of was just like, yeah, whatever, I'll do it. And of course, in the divine timing of the universe, um, this ended up being like the one key piece in saving my life because it helped me discover my purpose, which is to learn how to love myself wholeheartedly so I can inspire others to do that. And through many tears, many, many painful days and nights, I began to start working through everything that led me up to this point, which was all the patterns that I was repeating, all the childhood trauma that I was reliving in the present moment, Lottie, dotty, dotty, you know that. And so here I am today. Um, I'm now, um, I've pivoted out of the big corporate marketing world and I have a, a wellness healing. I like to say healing. I don't necessarily like to say wellness, but I have a healing business that prior prioritizes self-love. So I like to call myself a self-love advocate. And working with me is about having someone in your corner to help you navigate the stresses of being a person. Like it's really hard to be a person. Um, and so I do that through balancing your chakras, through energy healing, through the more energetic side of your body and through astrology, which is what we are going to probably get into a little bit today. So that is my story. Sometimes when I tell that story, I, I don't, I forget that it's mine. You know, I like to yeah. kind of tap that because it reminds me how far I've come. And, you know, my heartbreak was so real. I thought I would never get over that person. I thought I would never heal from that. And here I am sort of learning and growing. And I, and I do want to say this, like, although we are not together, that person is my soulmate. And I say that because he got me back to me. He got me back to my soul. And I think that's one thing that I just want to say is that, yeah, it is so hard and it hurts and it's the worst. But if you can look at the darkness as the key to the light, that was a big perspective shift that really helped me during that time. It's so true. And I, and I, it's so funny. I get asked all the time, like, what do I think about soulmates? And I think if I were to boil it down, I think we have, I think we just, you know, we have multiple, like I have like best friends that have been soulmates for a time. It was what my soul needed at the time. And if like my whole, if I could pick one goal for clients of breakup Bestie, it would be for them to see what their ex did for them or what that relationship did for them moving forward in, in the growth 
space and your whole story is is such a testament to that and I was actually just talking to someone earlier about how breakups give us these like crazy guts that I think we wouldn't have normally had. totally I mean I <laughs> to the middle of nowhere to embark on a journey I had to get all new clothes I had to get all new hair products like and I know it's not just about that but I really went to like no man's land out here and I mean that from the bottom of my heart but I took a really bold risk because I was so sick of my own BS and so desperate to change that I was like, oh, sure. You want me to go to the middle of Hawaii? Sure. I'll do it. You know? So I, yeah, yeah, we need to acknowledge that more that breakups actually bring out your inner like strength. Right. Yes. Yeah. They give us like the kind of effort attitude, like effort. I'll move. I'll dye my hair pink. Like I'll, you know, I'll change jobs, which I, I didn't think I made that connection to until, um, until today. And Yes, we're definitely going to talk about astrology um, today. And I had the privilege of being able to have um, my chart read by you the other day, which was amazing. And I think I think we all have a knowledge of zodiac signs. Like I think everyone knows something about it. But when it comes to like your birth chart, can you talk about like what the heck is a birth chart and what and I know you use it as a tool. What do you use it as a tool for? So astrology yeah. is planetary energy. So all 12 signs of the zodiac are ruled by a planet in the sky. So astrology is essentially looking at what the planetary energy was doing at the time and location of your birth. So when we're looking at your birth chart, it's what the planets were doing at the exact moment that you were born. And the astrology chart for me and for most of my clients has become this journey of self-discovery. At the end of the day, it has been a really fun tool for me to connect with, to see how I really operate skillfully in the world and to see how I operate unskillfully in the world. And so the planets play a role in things. The signs are kind of more like behavior patterns and things. And then the houses are just different areas of life. So it's just a way to interpret how you're rolling in a good way or how you're rolling in a bad way. So we do the natal chart, which is really going to be more about your personality, about really who you are. If you want to get super spiritual, in my opinion, and the astrologers that I've learned from, that is your karmic path. It is what you're here to work on. It's going to show you where you're your blockages lie, where your grievances lie. Like it's very karmic. The other thing I like to look at is the transit chart. The transit chart is going to tell me, tell us what the planets are doing right now. So it's important, obviously, to see who you are and how you operate, but then let's see what's going on right now. I'm feeling a type of way. I can't communicate, whatever it is. We can really use the chart to interpret that And all I want to do is give you talking points, writing prompts, thought starters to either self-regulate and self-heal on your own or take to your other practitioners. And it has just become this beautiful tool for me to really open up and get real about who I am, how I work, how I communicate, how I love, how I cycle. All of these things can be interpreted in your birth chart. Um, So on a very simple level, most people know their sun sign. Most people are starting now to know their sun, moon, and rising sign. Um, and from there, depending on how far and deep you want to go, we can do that. And in regards to relationships, like, you think I don't ask every one of my questions what time they were born and where, so I can take a look at what I'm working with. You know what I mean? Like, my poor boyfriend, like, all I'm ever doing is, like, looking at that chart. Like, you know, so it provides a tool for what kind of person am I walking into a relationship with? What are my needs in love? What are this person's needs? How does this person communicate? And then, you know, through a breakup, it gives you a tool in healing. It could potentially say, if you're on the fence about breaking up, it could say, well, I see this in your house of home. It looks like there's a little changes, you know, stuff like that. So although I'm not necessarily, I, I guess I am becoming a pre- predictive astrologer. There's some that like the astrologer that I see, she predicted I was moving here. She is like, boom, boom, boom. So it's just a great tool for discovering different aspects of 
who you are and ignite thought starters to take you a little bit deeper. And I, I think any, I think breakups are such a good vehicle to learn about ourselves. And I'm such, I, I mean, I've always been someone that has like totally eaten up, um, you know, like from when I was younger, like, you know, those like Buzzfeed quizzes that, you know, tell, you know, those like kind of things. And then like human design and Enneagrams and like all that stuff. I, I've always been someone that was so guided by what I thought I should be based on my family, the friends that I was trying to have, like society. So for me, you know, having my chart read, so much of it was just like really affirming that I am special. I mean, I know this sounds cheesy, but like I'm special in my own way. And this is like meant, this is how I'm, I'm meant to be. I'm not supposed to be a different, a different way. I've, I've always, I lived my life as such a chameleon. And I think it's no coincidence that I've been drawn to astrology and other things like this at a time when I'm really more coming, when I started coming into my own. For sure. For sure. And you are similar to me is that you just experienced your Saturn return, which is your first growth spurt in astrology. And it was the same for me. That was around the time that I started seeing my first astrologer. And when I started, and I remember the first time I ever had a chart reading, I was like hooked. I was like, oh my gosh, like this is really opening my eyes to who I am. And I do think sometimes we need guardrails and we do need these intuitive tools that people have been using for centuries. Like astrology is one of them. Kings back in the day, like kings and queens kept astrologers to predict when weather was coming, to predict when war was coming. You know, Princess Diana was best friends with her astrologer. Ronald and Nancy Reagan worked with an astrologer in the White House. You know, like, so although this is a really trendy, it's having a big trend right now, it has been a tool that people, an intuitive tool people have been using for centuries. And I think for me, as a spiritual practitioner, as someone who is, you know, at the end of the day, I'm here to help you connect back to your highest good, your higher consciousness. And the astrology chart provides a really easy way to navigate that. And for me, I, I could just pick it up. It was like those kids who can just start playing a musical instrument. All of a sudden I was like, oh, okay. Like I see that and it all fit together. So there's so many different ways to interpret it. And it's just, I can't support it. And I'm like obsessed with it. I'm the girl yes. who brings astrology into literally every conversation, no matter what, somehow I circle in astrology. That's well, it's, you know, it shows how passionate you are and how much it's helped you. And, um, and kind of going back to the basics with it. So could you just give like a brief explanation of what's, what is your sun sign? What's your moon sign and what's your rising sign? And, you know, there's so many websites where you can find these out depending on what time you were born and when, but mm -hmm. I know like your moon represents a certain thing. Your rising represents a certain thing. Mm -hmm. So your sun sign is really who you are. It is your destiny. Um, it is the expression of, of who you are. Um, your moon sign is your emotional nature, how you express, um, how you feel, um, your instinctual nature. Um, and then your rising sign is really how you put it into play into the world. Um, and they just really work really closely together. So when you're looking at the chart, you're saying, okay, this is your sun sign. This is really who, I'll use me, for example, I'm an Aries, Aries sun. So I am super independent. I'm the, the center of things. I get things started. Go, go, go. And that has always been me, fear and courage in the same breath. My moon sign is in Scorpio, which means I'm so intense with my feelings, right? And then my rising sign is in Leo, which is the, that's the king and the queen. And it's big, it's, it's over the top, it's Gregorius. And if you just, when I describe that to other people that know me, they're like, oh yeah. Mm -hmm. So it just is like a very baseline of kind of establishing who you are. And so that's where I always start in the chart sun, moon, and rising. And then from there, we go a little bit deeper. Yes. And I, so I, we're both sun sign in, in Aries and, you know, 
which this kind of leads me into my next question, but I was telling you when we did my chart, I didn't necessarily felt, feel like I identified as an Aries, but I think upon further reflection, the reason I felt that way is because of the, like, like the meme culture around Zodiac signs. It's like, I didn't identify with some of the like, probably oversimplified ways that people are posting about the signs online. So I would just love to hear what you, um, what you think about like the fact that astrology is just having like this moment and, and what, you know, what does that mean? I, you know, I I think one of, I'll just give you some of my favorite astrologers who I have, who I'm really into their content. I think Chani Nichols does a really good job. I think her stuff is beautiful. Like she is like OG. Um, one of the astrologers that I see is this woman, Patrice Caymans, and she has a really good um, column on um, Medium where she does like monthly um, horoscopes. I love her stuff. Um, and then there is another astrologer. Her name is Ann Ortley. And she does a weekly podcast on Astrology Hub, which is, those are kind of my three things. Um, you know, I think it's fun that everyone is interpreting astrology, um, but remember it's an interpretive intuitive tool. So we're just as if your astrological chart is, is you, so is the way that you will interpret that. And I think when I don't ever really, like if someone's like, oh, I don't connect to that. I'm like, well, yeah, because you probably haven't had your whole chart read and actually look, it's not just one energy. It's a whole myriad of things within there. So what was cool about that conversation is I secretly love when people are like, oh yeah, I don't, I don't think that I'm that. And then I'm like, okay, cool. So now look at this, this, and this. And that was what was so cool about your reading is that after the fact, you were like, oh, I see. I understand more that there's this big picture. So that's why I always recommend get a, if you're really into astrology and you love it and you have um, some of these apps, I, I can't, uh, what's that? Anyway, get your whole chart read. Look at your chart. Um, have someone interpret every bit of it because you will be surprised at what you discover in there. And I think that was what I loved about our reading was that you were like, oh, wow. Okay. I see this bigger picture thing. And I, and I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like so much in <clears throat> just the healing space is <clears throat> I, you know, I've probably read, I don't know. I'm just making up a number. I've read like a thousand pages of self-help healing things. What have I picked up? 10%, maybe that's probably generous, you know, but it's like, I feel like the 10% that I have retained is what I was meant to retain, you know? And it's like, I might think of something from the other 90% at some point down the road, but I tell people like, try, you don't have to soak up everything right away. You know, that's way too much pressure. Yeah. And I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. And sometimes when people are like, in readings, people are like writing everything down. I'm just like, hold on, let's just record this. Whatever you remember is what you're gonna remember from this reading. And when you're ready for another one, just come back. Like that's kind of how I, I mean, but also don't get me wrong. I have regular clients that we look at the chart about once a month. We've done all these really cool things because it's all just self-discovery. Discover, discover interesting thought starters to go deeper. Yes. Yeah. And I, I think the other, I was, um, I was thinking of that meme that says, I don't know if this is what the sign said, but it's like, it's not because you're a Scorpio Karen, you're just a bitch. Like, you know how some, I think sometimes Zodiac gets like a, a bad name because people are like, I'm not mean, I'm just this. Or it's like, you know, I think sometimes we like associate certain things like even you know me being pregnant and I've told people like the sign they're like oh my you know it's like people just like there are certain things that are associated with certain signs and my question is like what are like what are your thoughts on that because obviously we all have things we need 
to work on. So it's like, what's the balance of like navigating, like, this is just part of me versus like, how can I work through like character defects and things like that? I mean, I think it's just about accepting who you are, good, bad, and everything in between. And I think that part of the journey of self-discovery, self-love, healing, consciousness, whatever you want, whatever word you're at with it is about being in a place of surrender and acceptance. And I have to surrender to the fact that my astrology chart says that I'm really loud and over the top and I'm totally intense. And I'm like a big old, like, like I'm a big peacock. You know what I mean? Like, because every bit of the sign has a positive vibration and a negative vibration. So for, to answer your question, I think it's just about acceptance. I accept that I'm this way, good and bad. You know, I detach from the narrative around it. Like I am just me. I, I am, you know, I'm doing a lot of work right now on observing and being in my observer self versus this like emotionally charged reckless airy self that's like really ready to like like light everything on fire if I'm in the other side of that which is just being really powerful and initiating so that's I think to answer your question acceptance and surrender yes and I I love to just like just having the um the awareness like we can't first of all you can't change what you don't know so if we're talking about relationships and specifically like relationship patterns that lead you to breakups over and over again. Um, it's like, if you can become aware of the fact that maybe you have some codependent tendencies, so you're not necessarily seeing the red flags as they pop up. Okay. I'm aware of that. So what am I going to do? Maybe I'll move a little bit slower in my relationship so I can watch out for those things. It's like, it's not to completely change who you are as a person. Like I hear from clients are like, I don't want to wear my heart on my sleeve. And I'm like, that's beautiful that you are so open with your heart. Let's just take some precautions and, and put some guard, like you said, guardrails, put some guardrails in place to accommodate for who you are. For sure. Well, and so in the chart, I like to look at a couple different things. So there's a planet called Chiron. So Chiron is the planet of healing. So I have your chart pulled up. So your, is it okay if I share about Yeah. This? Okay. Um, so your Chiron is in cancer. So that means that you are going to heal around your feelings. My Chiron is in Taurus. So I'm going to be healing more around my physical body. Um, it's And it's in the 10th house. So that's also going to tell me that it, the healing needs to feel as if it's an accomplishment for you. So I, I start to, if clients came to me and said, I'm heartbroken, how do I feel better? I would look at specifically at Chiron. Okay. How are you healing? How does, what energy does that planet showing? And then the next planet I'm going to look at is Venus. Venus is really, I love Venus. It's like my favorite. It's our love and happiness. So it's like, okay, your Venus is in, Taurus in the seventh house. That's a really strong placement because Venus rules Taurus and and the seventh house. So it's like you love in a very stable, harmonious, beautiful way through relationships. So we look at that stuff. And then I go even deeper and I start to look at like, okay, what is Saturn doing? Saturn really shows a lot of karma. You know, Saturn for you is in the fourth house, karma around home and the group. So it's like, we start to just break it down. And then if you're really going for it, I start to give um, degree points. So I would say, look at, and the degree point is, for example, Saturn at four degrees Aquarius. I would say, okay, let's look at your four-year-old self. Is there something to heal there? So all I'm saying is you can go baseline or you can really go, go deep. And in my own experience, a lot of times in my transit charts, I will see one of those numbers and I'll go back to the healers that I see or my psychiatrist. And I'm like, yo, we need to work on my 13 year old self or, you know, and it's a, it's a baseline for me to just keep peeling this onion to get to the core of why I sometimes behave like a 13 year old girl. And I'm like in my forties, you know, so that has also been 
outside of it being really fun. Like, I don't want to scare anyone up. My Scorpio, here's the Scorpio moon. She's so intense right now. But like, not only has it been something that's been a really fun, it's fun. This is fun, but it has really helped navigate the conversation and provide me with some training wheels when I'm sitting in my strengths office and I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I feel like garbage. Or I could say, oh, I discovered this in my astrology chart. I want to try to work through this. So that's kind of something that I think it can help inspire as well. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What would you do if you had unlimited time and energy? As you're navigating your breakup, I know your energy can feel low and it can feel really difficult to complete everything you need to in a day. When you're emotionally exhausted, it's especially important to be really clear on what your priorities are and where your energy should be invested. Therapy has helped me in the past figuring out where I should be putting my energy, whether that's career, friendships, relationships, events, which in turn has helped lower my anxiety because I don't always have to feel stretched thin or behind. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash heartbreak today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash heartbreak. Are you looking for a guilt-free way to unwind? Between balancing your breakup, work, and just functioning in your day-to-day life, I know you are under a lot of stress. Breakups mess with your nervous system, cause obsessive thoughts, and make it so hard to just sit with yourself. This is why it's so important to have rituals that allow you to treat yourself in a healthy way. And this is why I love Recess Mood, a sparkling water infused with functional ingredients like stress-balancing adaptogens and mood-lifting magnesium. Life has been very full and stressful for me lately, and as someone who hasn't had alcohol in a 11 years, I need something that helps me relax and that can bring me a moment of peace. Lately, my favorite way to do that is sitting on the couch after I put my kids to bed and having either the strawberry rose or the lime recess mood. They not only make me feel good, but they also taste incredible too. So whether you're looking for a healthier alternative to alcohol or a way to make you feel more balanced, you deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash heartbreak and get 15% off recess mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. Well, and the, you know, going back, if you, if you need any proof. So I, when we did my reading, my whole, th- like healing through my feelings is my, is my absolute hardest thing to do. If you give me, I'm the kind of person that if I'm feeling down, if you give me a checklist of 25 things to do, I will so happily do 25 actions if you tell me to sit for three hours and just listen to my thoughts and feel my feelings, I, I no, I don't want to do that. Like that's very, very hard for me. And so most of my healing, which when I go to therapy, she knows to, if I'm going too fast, she tells me to stop and sit with my feelings. So that's a hundred percent right. And then when we went deeper, it was at 21 degrees. My planet of healing was at 21 degrees and 21 is the year I got sober and like my whole healing journey began. And so it's, it is so interesting how spot on. And it was, you know, it's like, it's one of those things where you kind of like laugh to yourself of, wow, this is, this is very spot on. And I loved that you said too, it's the reason I bring so many amazing different experts on this show is because of what you just said. You learn about your birth chart. And so it gives you a nugget to go work on with your therapist. And then you can take that and try something different. It's like healing is so multifaceted. There are so many ways to do it. And a lot of the time it just takes starting with one. Mm -hmm. And then it, it opens the door to more and more things. And I love that. I thank you for saying that. Like healing is, I want to, you know, I want to be super real with everyone that like this healing journey that I started on and that I, you know, you know, I, I also am sober. So my astrology chart will show my, I have Uranus at 25 degrees. So I got sober at 25 and that's the planet of chaos, but it's also where you find your genius. So it's like a really, and that's at 25 degrees. So it's like, 
yes, that. So that started all those years ago, but like embarking on it where I really focused on it in the past four years has been the gnarliest thing I've ever done. I am not going to pretend like this is some like namaste, like let's just read the astrology chart and everything will be fine. No, it's like grueling. It's still grueling. I have all of these practices and I do all of these things. And I was crying the other night, you know, but the difference is that I find the magic in the transcendence now. And I work with the energy in just such a more conscious way. Like right now we're in the middle of eclipse season. So it's like, there's eclipse coming on June 10th um, on a new moon. And it's like, okay, eclipse energy is gnarly. It is gonna, and we're mercury retrograding. So it's like, and all of that energy, a retrograde and eclipse is really just about revisiting old ghosts that are popping to the surface that you're going to have to get rid of. And so like, I consciously started to just follow that stuff, whether I was looking at my chart, whether I was doing new moon ceremonies, following the energy of the new moon coming in, following the energy of the full moon, just to be conscious. Even if you're just following the months, like what are we in right now? Gemini, like last month, I couldn't even barely move because Taurus for me is just super slow. It's just about like relaxing and just like being like steadfast and harmonious. And then you shift into Gemini, which is the storyteller. And it's like, boom, boom. And I kid you not, my business is like, Durr. so once you start to follow the natural cycle of the Zodiac, the natural cycles of the moon, they're just friendly reminders to check back in. And I think that's another thing why I love this stuff so much is every month the moon is going to go new and full regardless of what I'm doing. So it just gives me another guardrail to be like, yo, Ramona, slow down, refocus, recalibrate, and just get back into it. So that's another reason why I love this work so much. And I think I, man, I am so... I'm working on this idea of cycles Mm. and it's, I think for me, it's become really apparent in the clients that I work with because when you're going through a, we'll use a breakup. When you're going through a breakup, you can't feel all your feelings all the time. You would just, I would tell people like you would turn into a puddle. Um, So you go through cycles and in the beginning, the cycles might be daily where you wake up feeling okay. And then by the time you go to bed, you're weeping. Um, And I remember someone told me, it's like every single thing in nature goes by cycles, you know, the seasons, um, when we plant food, like all, everything goes inside animals, they hibernate and then they, they do all these things. And we just, as humans, we're not great with cycles. And so I think astrology is, is, you know, with the, the moon and, um, just remembering like, it's okay to have seasons. It's okay to be sad for a season. It's okay to cocoon for a season. And then we, you know, everything passes, everything cycles. Yeah. And that, that really is true in astrology. So, so watch, like pay attention right now. Everyone's like a little talky. We're all telling stories. When next month comes around, everybody's going to be emotional because we're moving into cancer. So everything's going to be emotional. People are going to be crying. You know, like it's just a thing. And I think cycles in the astrology chart, we really look at where Scorpio shows up because Scorpio really and Pluto is really in the eighth house. That's really about the cycles, the cycles, you know? And so you did, maybe you just said you have a hard time with the cycles because your Pluto placement, which is Pluto represents where we feel like death is in Scorpio in the second house. So the second house is your house of talents, your house of money. So I see that in your chart, that that is challenging for you, but Scorpio energy is about transformation. So that's a key to learn how to work with it and just say, okay, focus more on the idea of transformation versus being stuck. So it's little... I feel like I always give like really great one-liners that I'm like, think about it like this or change your thinking on it just ever so subtly, you know? And, and I think I like that too, that it's just prompt. It's so, it's so many great prompts. It is. And I mean, you know, I, I think back to like all the little one-liners that I've gotten across all my therapists and mentors and all that stuff. And they, they really do. And I, that's like one of my, I, one of my most longtime mentors would say like, 
let's look, let's think about it differently. Let's look at it a different way. And I think that I do that a lot as well with my clients of like, okay, your ex ghosted you. Let's look at it as the universe. He, they exited out of your life for you. They showed you who they were and it wasn't good. And they walked away and that's, you know, let's look at it that way as a gift instead of this, um, you know, massive betrayal. Yeah. And I also wanted to talk about the moons more specifically like rituals around the moons. And I remember I I've, I like, I've come a long way when it comes to like spirituality, um, astrology, all this stuff. And I remember back when I was a lot more skeptical, I like didn't quite understand this whole thing with the moons and how they affect us until someone was like, do you realize that as humans, we're 70% water and like, look what the moon does to water. It, it raises like the ocean, (laughs) you know, like measly little old me full of water. Of course it's going to affect me. So ever since then I was like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So one of my most favorite things to teach is a new moon ritual. So because I'm so in tune, I, I'm very sensitive to energy. I don't do a lot of ritual in the full moon. This is just my choice. I'm not here to tell anyone what they should or shouldn't do. Me personally, in the full moons and the eclipses, I have to just like clean light sage and like hide out. But in the new moon, um, so the new moon is about new beginnings. And in new moon rituals, we set new moon intentions. We write abundance checks. And we really connect to the energy of the new moon that's coming in. So if you we're in between moon cycles right now. So if you go outside, the sky is completely dark. There's nothing in the sky and it's time for new beginnings. So it's also time for planting. A lot of times if you want to just keep it to compare to that. So a lot of people will plant in the new moon. The full moon is about birthing ideas. It's about harvesting your crop. Um, and it's about, you know, think about it, the moon, just pay attention to this, to this, it's dark. And then it gradually goes to the light until you have this big full moon. And it's just about releasing that stuff. And so for me, it's just more comfortable for me to practice that ritual in the new moon. I, I love like my, my new thing is that I'm saying my life is like the movie 50 first dates. Every day is a new day. It's just like a new time to start over. I'm just here. The new moon has been such a beautiful ritual for that to just, we're just going to start over. Okay. Next month. Okay, here we go. New moon. And the next one is new moon on top of an eclipse, which will be a little bit different because I'll be having everyone do releasing because you're not really manifesting during eclipse cycles. You're really releasing. Um, So yeah, it's just to connect with the energy of that moon and the moon moves very quickly around the astrology chart. So it's changing signs quite often. So it's just a fun thing to, it's, it's a way to connect to nature. A lot of this, my friends that are big old city slickers living in the big cities can't always access nature in the same way I can in Hawaii. A new moon ceremony is a really easy way to do that, that you can just be connected to nature. You can be in the rhythm of that month and set some intentions and write some abundance checks. So that is, I love the new, I love the moon rituals. And I think it's also for someone that's so stuck in their heartbreak pain for someone to be like, okay, we're starting, we're starting new. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, it's another excuse to, because, you know, as much as I love the saying, you can start your day over at any time. I do love it in theory. I just, I've never been great at it. (laughs) So for something to like, be like, okay, we're starting, you know, this new moon, I'm starting fresh. I I think that's a beautiful way to look at it. Yeah. And just pay attention to like the energy you feel when the moon, there's no moon in the sky versus the moon when it's full. Like it's just way more intense energy. Like a lot of more weird, peculiar stuff may happen in the full moon than it does in the new moon. And then could you talk about what Mercury in retrograde is. And that's like another thing that's very memed where um, people will be like, I feel off. Is Mercury in retrograde? You know, it's like we just use it as an excuse for any time we feel off. Um, but what is it? Yeah. So any, a lot of the plant, a lot of planets will retrograde. So here's my, I heard this on, um, 
I believe Anne Ortley was saying it. Um, so a retrograde is essentially like, imagine you drive up to this coffee shop, you get out of your car, you walk to the door, you realize, oh crap, I forgot my mask. You have to turn around and walk back the exact same way that you came. You have to go put your mask on in the car and then you have to turn around and you have to walk back again the same way and then you get to the coffee shop. So in a retrograde, a planet essentially stops, it moves backwards, and then it moves forward again. So it's just about revisiting things a couple times. So when Mercury, the planet of communication, ruled by that rules Gemini and Virgo, it it disrupts our communication flow. So depending on where Mercury is in your chart during the retrograde, you may experience some type of disruption during that time. Like, I think it's kind of, people don't need to be freaked out about it because it goes back to what we've been saying. It's like, just lean into the discomfort, right? I think it's like gotten to the point where it's really scared people, but it Mercury is also the trickster so, you know, it's just, it's tricky. Like it's, you know, like the other day, like the headlights, I was like trying to flick my brights on because I live in the middle of nowhere and my brights wouldn't go on. And then like the next day I did it and it like went on fine. Do you know what I mean? Or like stuff like that. So I think like, for example, for you, your mercury is retrograding in the ninth house. So I would say, you know what, just be really conscious of conversations you're having around publishing, around big picture, um, and when Mercury is in Gemini, that's two sides of things. Um, so I think, yeah, like learning about where it shows up in your chart to see how it potentially could have a little disruption in your life. But the planets retrograde a lot. So it's just a lot about, okay, we're going to revisit this. Let's see if we can get something out of it this time, you know? Yeah. And so for every, so for everyone though, Mercury rules communication. It just might show up in different in different yeah. ways for different people. Yes. So depending on what house it's in okay. and then what sign it's in. So right now for you, it's in the ninth house in Gemini. It's in Gemini for everyone right now. Um, okay. But we really look at the house placement to see like, okay, what you might feel in this Mercury retrograde. The other thing I do is I look at to see if you were born in a Mercury retrograde. Um, so oh, okay. if it were, you might be totally that this energy might not feel that off to you. Um, yeah. but it does mess up technology. A lot of times it does mess up. You'll say something and someone interprets it in a really bizarre way. And you're just like, how did that just happen? You know, stuff like that. Definitely like not the time to be trying to have like big closure conversations with your ex and try to, <laughs> which I Honestly, never think no that's great. Yeah. Yeah, sorry to interrupt you. Like nobody talk about anything with anyone until after June 10th. I mean, I have to check my notes to see when it goes out of retrograde, but the eclipses, there was just one on May 26th. There's just one on June 10th. Just deal with your own. Right now is about self. What are you going to release? What are you releasing out? What are you releasing out? What do you need to release out? Don't no conversations. Don't have any conversations around your feelings right now. It's not, especially in Gemini because Gemini is the twin. So it's like one day you wake up and I'm so mad at this person. And then you wake up the next day and you're like, but I love this person and I'm not <laughs> mad anymore. And then the next day is very Gemini energy. So just, I would say everyone just sit tight until next month, kind of really get in touch with what you're doing. This is a really good time for in inner work versus with the collective. Also, depending on where Mercury is in your chart right now, you just want to be really conscious. I mean, I am psycho a little bit. Like, I'm like, oh no, I'll just wait till it's all said and done. I can't deal with this right now. I, I just can't. Um, let me see when the Mercury ends. I can't believe I don't know it off the top of my head. I know there's, um, oh, the founder of the company Poopery, she will not sign contracts during Mercury and retrograde. Oh yeah. She'll be like, if we're going to do any deals, it has to happen before or after, but it's not happening during. Yeah. And this one is going to end on June 22nd. So it's just like, I'm just conscious of it. Like some people, they don't care. They'll do it anyway, but I'm just like, yeah, I'll just wait. Let's, what's a couple of weeks, you know, like, but I do have some clients that'll be like, wait, but I have to hit this deadline. And I say, okay, then just consciously know that if mm -hmm. something shifts 
in this agreement, you're down to roll with the punches. So if you're going to do that during the retrograde, cool, just be prepared. And I think one thing I learned from an astrologer was just about being in alignment with the energies of the astrology and not always fighting the energy of the astrology, just kind of being in, in tune with it a little bit. So yeah, that's a little bit about the retrograde. Um, and then another question that I got a lot when I asked for questions was, what are your thoughts on like compatibility with signs? So like I had one person submit who said like my last three X's are Pisces, you know, does like, should I not go with Pisces? You know, it, so it's like, but I also think there's so many probably like cheesy websites that probably try to tell you like who you're most compatible with. So I would just love to hear your thoughts on compatibility. Yeah. What does it mean with relationships? Yep. So I base the compatibility on um, the zodiac wheel. So I look at what sign is directly across from you on the zodiac wheel as that is your opposite. So you're going to have a lot that you learn from that person. It's like a lot of yin and yang. Like for example, the guy, the guy that I'm involved with now, like he's a Libra, I'm an Aries and we're on totally different it's me and we like, it's very different energy, but at the same time, because it's opposite, there's so much there. Like I can't, that that's, that's how I learned it. I don't, I sometimes yeah. there's great books on this. Linda Goodman love signs is an amazing book about that. Um, there's another great book called sex astrology that kind of goes through, um, all the different ones. There's another great book called astro poets that talks about like all the different ways the signs engage. But I personally just look at the opposite on the chart. Um, so that would be Aries Libra, Taurus Scorpio, Gemini Sag, Cancer Capricorn, Leo Aquarius, and Virgo Pisces. So to the person who said, oh, I always date Pisces, should I not date Pisces? My question would be like, well, what are you learning from these Pisces? What are they teaching you? Because I believe spiritually that all of these people are popping into our lives to teach us some really deep lessons. So that's kind of how, how I, I like to use the chart um, with in terms of like compatibility and stuff. And I think I imagine too, just again, like having that awareness around you know, who you're dating. It's like, how do they see X, Y, or Z? Because I think just as humans, we're like, everyone thinks the way I do. Everyone wants the same thing I do. And we forget that like everyone not only sees the world different based on like astrology and all in their upbringing, but it's also like their experiences, their traumas. Like we're seeing like a billion different worlds. So just having that awareness of like, where are the differences? Yeah. And just learning like, okay, how do they communicate? What is their, what is their Mercury in their natal chart? What is their Venus, their love and happiness? Um, what is their Mars? Like, how do they really get it done? What is their Saturn? Like, what is their job? What is their karma? What is their Pluto? Where do they feel confined in death? Like, where's Neptune? Where do they feel lost? Where's Chiron? Where do they heal? Um, where's Uranus? Like, where's the chaos and the genius showing up? So it's just, there's so many things that you can start to learn about a person. And I think like having healthy relationships is being able to accept and surrender to however people are. Right. And like, not necessarily always operating in this emotional self that causes blinders, right. That you're just kind of like, okay, I know for me, my Venus is in Taurus, like, and I need physical touch and I need beauty and harmony. And when I'm presenting with a partner, I can say that as part of who, what I want, you know, and I, I can't remember what my Mercury is, but then I would say, okay, and my Mercury is in Gemini. So that, I, wait, I don't, let me see what my, can't believe I can't remember. My Mercury is in Pisces. Of course it is. So I just speak very poetically and very spiritually and very mystically mystical and very about healing, you know? And so maybe I'm not necessarily going to have a great conversation with say, uh, uh, 
a Virgo, but I know that we're, they're opposite. So there's some way of like learning there. So I, I guess it's just about, yeah, like kind of rolling with all the different signs and what they do. Yeah. And that's like what I tell people with breakups. It's like, you can be with someone who's a great person. It just might not be the great person for you. You know, it's like, I think we tend to think, well, if this person's great on paper and they're kind, why, like, why would I not be with them? And it's like, we all have so many different needs. And it's like, you're going to be the one that can say if this is happy and fulfilling your needs or not. Totally. And I think that's why I use astrology. Yeah. Because it's a great tool to see that. Yeah. For them, for you and kind of seeing like how your charts overlap, like you can go so deep with it. And then seeing like, you know, just going in like, are they an earth sign? Are they a water sign? Are they an air sign? Are they a fire sign? You know, are, and then you get into the, the, are they a cardinal sign, a fixed sign, a mutable sign, all these different things that just show behavior, data points on behavior. That's what I use astrology for. And that has been what has been tremendously life-changing in my own experience, in my experience in relationships, in my experience with friendships, with work, all of it. I don't just use it for love. I use it for just about everything. Yeah. And I'm so glad we were able to... Um to talk about this today and just give people a new way to learn about themselves and, and about others. Um, so I'm sure people are curious, but where can people find you, connect with you, work with you? Yes, of course. So my Instagram is at Aloha Moans, M-O-N-E-S. And then my website is RamonaSidlow.com. Um, there's ways to contact me, DM me, like email me, whatever, like hit me up. I have a variety of different, um, uh, ways to work with me with energy healings. Those are more about balancing your chakras, uh, through just sun, moon and rising readings through natal readings, transit readings. Um, and I do want to say that like sliding scale is available upon request. So that is really important for me to say that I want to just make sure that no matter what, it's not because you don't have money to embark on a healing journey. Um, I've had some really amazing practitioners that were like, let's do a trade uh, here. You can just have half price, you know, and that's important to me. I got, um, when you, thank you so much for throwing me up on your Instagram. Some people were like, oh, I can't afford it. I was like sliding scale, like sliding scale. So I want people to really know that and come work with me. Like, let's discover how you can love yourself a little bit more and how you can learn how to self-regulate and self-heal so that when you're totally triggered by a guy or a girl or whoever you're dating, you have some talking points for yourself to be like, okay, let me just cool off a little bit so that I don't lose it again and have to say something that I don't want to say. So yeah, that's that. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. And that, that's so awesome that you provide that for people. So, um, well, it was so great talking to you and I'm sure we will talk soon. Yes. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you just letting me have a space to talk. So I will talk to you soon. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you loved it, I hope you'll leave a review and share with your friends. If you're not already following me on Instagram, head to at your breakup bestie where I'm sharing new content almost every day. To join our Facebook group, Healing Hearts Club, where you can connect with thousands of people from all over the world going through breakups, head to the link in the show notes. And don't forget to check out my online courses for more in-depth help through your healing journey. I always end these episodes the same way, reminding you to be nice to yourself, stay connected with loved ones, and the biggest reminder is that this too shall pass. I promise. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.